1: Welcome back. You are now rocking with the Lark Cast, the place where we're lining up shots of 200 proof grace. We're just lining them up, dude. Lay the shot glasses out. We're lining up yeah, shots man. of 200 proof grace. These are straight shots of cask strength, scandalous grace with no chaser. And your bartenders for today are Tony. That's me. And Russ, how you doing, Russ? I'm doing all right,
0: man. I'm uh now that I've been sitting at this bar for a while, I'm doing even better.
1: <laughs> Clearly we're talking about a proverbial bar. Yeah. 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 Of God's grace. Um, but uh I I know that uh the restaurant industry and bartending is something that you uh you've always wanted to wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I think something you'd be good at.
0: Yeah, man, if I, if it was, a, if it was another life, man, I'd I'd be a chef, I'd be a, I'd, I'd be i I'd be that chef that comes out like once an hour, and just make some drinks for people just for the fun of it.
1: And then the I head back. The question I have is if you were a bartender, would you be like, um, like a bartender at like a real nice, like high-end place, like very, very professional know all the drinks to a T you have like the best practices or would you be the local hometown like fixture that like everybody would talk to and you would you know what I'm saying just be like a key piece of wisdom in people's lives like like which one do you think Mm. you'd be if I had to
0: choose uh that one's kind of a no-brainer. It makes me think of one of my favorite places to eat in the world. People might laugh at this cuz the food, just to be clear, it's not like the style of food that I normally, you know, seek out. But the meatball shop in Brooklyn is probably one of the f- favorite places I've ever I've ever eaten at. Okay. and you get these like killer sort of like gourmet meatballs man with all of these different concoctions right that they make these meatballs in and you can get them in various styles of you know like sandwiches they're toasted and they've got this killer bar man with fantastic drinks but at the same time it kind of has this almost like sawdust floor feel of like an old barbecue shack in a in a in an old gas station kind of and there's really loud hip hop music playing from the nineties. And it's just a really fun mm. place to be and meet people. So have if we, I had my own if we, trans-
1: we transitioned to a conversation on heaven, is this is what's happening right now?
0: It's I'm just laying out what the party's like, apparently. Um,
1: and <laughs> you in said nineties hip hop and meatballs and <laughs> cocktails. Like, I'm,
0: I'm,
1: <laughs> and I was uh, like, I think, I think this is heaven. Yeah. Sounds like
0: uh, the Trinity <laughs> being expressed. So, but, uh, What I'm getting at though is like the drinks are great ingredients, man. And they really know their craft and same with the food, but the environment is fun. And for everyone, that's what I would do.
1: So like a great drinks,
0: great food, but the environment would definitely be come on in, man. Yeah. High rollers and low rollers, shady rollers and all.
1: I think like your, I think like your heart, you'd definitely be that like neighborhood bartender, dude, really. You know what I'm saying? know people enough to, to call them out and and speak into their, their lives, but probably something a little bit more than just like, you know, pouring Schlitz pints for the rest of your life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would definitely want to know my, know the people, man, know their stories. That is uh (laughs) that is why I mean my, one of my favorite things to do, which is why I work out of, out of a bar. That's my
1: office. Right. And I love it. So you work out of a bar. We just likened the Lark cast to a bar serving up shots. So if you're a regular here at this bar, howdy, welcome. Glad you're yes. back. If you're new here, welcome. Um, we have been journeying through uh, the parables. Uh, That's our 19th one, episode 22 right oh. now. And uh, time flies. I remember episode one and, and just getting started. So 22 episodes in. Uh, that's good but before i intro the parable and what we're going to be talking about today i got a i got a small little commercial for everyone something that we've been working on behind the scenes um for a while and it is the i can't wait to see this it is the official 2021 to 2022 lark you're not crazy tour the lark road do, do, show do. lark tour the lark road show i think i put road tour on the poster Mm. anyways as you know you know we've been connecting with people all over the states uh all over the world really um not like in every country or whatever not like this insane like capital g global community but like we got people that are listening in and love lark and you know, people that we've been encouraging that live outside of the U S but, um, as we've been connecting with people, you know, if you know us, you know, we don't just like sit behind computers and just crank out content and write blogs. Like we, you know, we're not, we're not really look searching after like fans, so to speak, as much as we want to just connect with other misfits like us, uh, who have a story and a heart like us too, who are questioning, everything, um, around Jesus, but just can't walk away from Jesus in an age of deconstruction and really, yeah. really have a heart for those that, that they love. So we are hitting the road this fall. And, um, if you have a growing number of friends, whether a hundred or a baker's dozen, I don't care. Uh, and yep. you have just a number of people interested in coming around the ongoing conversation we've been having here at the Larcast since our in- inception, hit us up. We hope to meet and encourage more misfits like you, like us, uh, the ones who are questioning the things they were once so sure of and earnestly asking the question, what is God really like? And we like parties, big and small, nothing fancy or polished, just good food, good drinks, good news and honest conversation around the scandalous grace of God and what church could be if we took our freedom seriously so if you're wanting to know what is the you're not crazy lark tour it is that so for inquiries and booking yeah. shoot us an email at howdy at larksite.com
0: well done dude well done i feel like you in another lifetime would be that crazy crazy cat that the bones brigade hired back in the 80s to do all of their advertisement
1: you know what's funny i was looking that's at what Bones you, Brigade t shirts last
0: night uh, man, I you looking can't at beat his
1: Brigade t shirts. I was gonna buy one for me and for you, but they, you know, there's like all kinds of copyright issues with that brand, and oh, yeah, for sure, all kinds of stuff. So, the only thing you can find is like knockoff crappy Amazon t shirts, yeah, which I'm not yeah. spending $25 on something that's going to go from an extra large to a crop top medium that I'm going to like immediately (laughs) hand off to my 12 year old daughter. Like after I watch it one time. Yeah. I hear you, man. So for real, you're not crazy tour it's happening. Inquiries and booking, um, shoot us howdy at larksite.com Again, what are the cities we're heading to? We're heading to St. Louis. We're heading to Louisville. We got things in the works in California, Charleston, um, little rock area. What else?
0: Fayetteville, Memphis, Austin, um, San Diego, LA, Ventura, Wilmington, Asheville, Crown Point, hopefully Chicago, Tampa, Fort Myers, West Palm, Atlanta. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's happening, man. So yeah, if you're listening in, reach out. We'd love to come hang with you. It could be living room, backyard, local brewery. All the way to somebody who's like, Hey man, I'm booking an auditorium. i got so many people who want to come around the conversation of what is Jesus really like? What, what, what did he really say? What did he really do? It's almost like they're just hungry for Jesus and church without all the religious add-ons. Yeah. To which case we're like, yes, that would be us. Mm -hmm. So
1: yeah, reach out. We're coming. Yep. Love it. So, like I said, this is episode 22 of the Larkast the 19th parable. Uh, We are in the middle of a parable series uh there's all kinds of different types of parables uh right now we're in the parables that have to do with with blood and guts um swords and throat slitting and if if you are a fan of war and killing and (laughs) blood um and set in a medieval fantasy genre i can't think of a better parable if you're a fan of quentin tarantino movies This is going to be a good one uh, for you today. Basically, it's the Red Wedding episode of Game of Thrones because the good guys get slaughtered. Hmm. And if you like movies where the good guys win in the end, the winners win in the end, right? And the bad guys lose because they're so crappy. Then don't read the parables. (laughs) Don't read the Bible. Yeah. Don't read the stories that Jesus tells. <laughs> yeah. Don't. I think that's probably yeah. why they're, they're, uh, they're so frustrated, but if you listen to last week's podcast, we had two parables that really came out of just this, um, it, it this, this tension between Jesus and the religious leaders of his day. Um, it's, it, it's coming to a climax and he, Jesus is not very far from his passion, his life, his death, his resurrection this parable in this conversation is really an extension of the last two parables that we uh, dealt with in episode 21. I think we called that one, dear Jesus, just leave us alone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's basically what they were asking. Yeah. I want, I want all the perks. I just don't want you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But Jesus will not leave them alone. Um, and, and history will not leave them alone. It's in Matthew chapter 22. 1 to 14, I'm going to go ahead and and read it. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables saying, so you can see it's an extension of the conversation we were having in Matthew 21 in last week's podcast. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants saying, tell those who are invited, see, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have all been slaughtered, and everything is ready. It's all done. It's all Mm. finished. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there was just one guy, just one did, a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, hey, pal, how'd you get in here without a wedding garment? Hey, Buster. Hey, <laughs> bud. And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called, but few are chosen. So here we go. Game of Thrones, swords, blood guts fire um, lots of killing and um, it's not as uh, it, it, it's not as it's it's not as gruesome as you'd think because this parable starts off with a, a king who just wants to party man he just yeah. freaking wants to party and it's this picture of a god who just insists on partying now mm-hmm. how many references and mentions of partying is this now in the parables
0: it would be enough to justify the fact that when people hear the word church they should probably think party party <laughs> um, but sadly that is uh oftentimes at the bottom of the list in fact in many cases it yeah. doesn't even make it on the list
1: yeah but, and even when they do think yeah. parties, it's just really bad oh yeah
0: dude it's really yeah. lame it's uh it's just, I'm with you, man. Like you look at this, the story and it's like, you know, this, this God who has moved in history through the death and resurrection of his son, which is, you know, everything is pointing to this. Jesus tells a story literally in Holy week. Right. I mean, this is like right before he's about to give his life for the world. Yeah. And um, but in it, man, like you said, like you just, you, you see this picture that God wills above all to celebrate, man. Yeah. To celebrate. So he sends out invitations to come, you know, there's, there's a party at hand, man. I have pulled out all stops. 200 proof grace is lined up. Let's let's roll. And, uh, doesn't go, doesn't go too well, man.
1: Yeah. It's like, everything's set. Everything's ready. You get this impression that like, there's no cover charge. There's no, Mm -hmm. um, you know, pay, there's no buy tickets ahead of time. Like he's flipped the entire bill. All the oxen, all the calves, right? Man, we got tomahawk steaks. We got veal. We got everything. Mm. Everything's done. And he sends out this invitation. Yeah.
0: An invitation that is refused.
1: They don't want to come.
0: Yeah, they're not, uh, they don't seem interested, man, in this festivity to end all festivities. You know, when you've got a a king who's throwing a wedding for his son, you know, I I think if you're, you know, from an American context, you don't immediately think in your mind, oh, this is a royal wedding. Right? Like we don't, you know, kind of grew up within that context, but that is what this is. A king's Hmm. son's wedding. It's a royal wedding, man.
1: In honor of the son.
0: Yeah. To end all parties, man. Yeah. This is a really big deal. And like you said, like in the story Jesus tells, he sends out invitations, come, you know, but it seems like this, uh, a a world, how did we say it last week, a non-reality loving world, you know, is oftentimes feels really threatened by anything that violates their sense of significance. That's all I can put together here as to why they would say, nah, not interested in this. No, thank you. And I feel like it's a good conclusion based on who Jesus is talking to, which is the Pharisees is the primary audience here. Yeah. So it would just be people who very much so have found their sense of identity and worth in their self-righteous performance, not realizing that it falls flat mm-hmm. and yet God still loves you. They're not willing to embrace that. They don't want grace, right? They, they want merit and they want reward. And I think that's all I can put together as to why they basically snubbed their nose at this invitation to which case, as Jesus says, the King gets really angry. I actually uses that word. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, it was angry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's not so much that you're, you know, you, you see some are just kind of indifferent, right? Some are like, no thanks. And they kind of just go off to their work. One guy, you know, to his farm and another to his business, almost like, um, just like a, it's just a indifference, it's just a, yeah. you know, a, a no thanks, right? But then you see like some of the other ones, they're <laughs> not only are they saying no, you know, like you can't just come up with like some, you know, excuse like my daughter's mm-hmm. got a volleyball game or, um, you know, basketball tournament out of town or, yeah. oh, my, you know, grandfather and grandmother's 50th wedding anniversary is that weekend. They're straight up like killing these servants. Yeah murdering them. Yep. They killed the mailman. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They don't, uh, they don't, they don't say like, yeah, man, uh, somehow miss that invitation. I heard that you texted it out, but like, man just got lost in my text messages. I went back and looked, but you know, I just, I, I didn't find it. And you
1: as know, someone who throws parties <laughs> regularly. I'll just say, I love that. Like he keeps asking, he keeps sending the servants. Because like yeah. usually when I send a text out, whether it be like we're gathering at my house for like the Bears game, like food and football, or mm-hmm. it's like, you know, just a Saturday thing. I prepare a text message. I send it out. I blast it to everybody. And you get the generic thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's very not very personalized. But I'm just blasting it out to everybody. And then I'm like usually following up. Right. So yeah. I like keep inviting. I'm inviting, but you keep inviting and you see this is what god is doing he doesn't just invite once and then yep. pout if it's an immediate no he's incessant in his invitation
0: yeah yeah even like some of the more like benign indifference to the invitation though they i'm busy at work you know what i mean i don't really care i think ultimately it's not that he's bothered because they they enjoy their work right it it's more of just the 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 total indifference to him it's the i have no interest in you or this festivity or what you're like or what you're celebrating i just want to be left alone to do my thing in which case i'm finding my significance and status and i feel like there's a combination of that all the way into the people who are like just irate about it to the point where right they straight up murder the mailman
1: yeah that's a Um, really good That's a really good point to see, because I think not all unbelief is like, you know, hard hearted. Um, A lot of it, a lot of it is a lot of it is just, yeah, that like what you said, the, the unreality, the myth of, yeah, I'm just going to like live my life independent over here and do my own thing. I don't want to be bothered by any of this Jesus talk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's almost like in the garden where you see this this fear of missing out. And so they buy this lie of independence and right, eat of the fruit, sort of go the opposite direction of what God has declared. You can almost see that here. Like, they're, they're, whether it's a hard hearted indifference or just a benign indifference, it's, it's still this I'm choosing this myth over here and fear that I'll miss out if I don't. And so you refuse the actual reality, that's that's been handed to you, hmm. and all that it all that it offers, and all of its festivities, and right, all of its joy and celebration. Like you just you miss out on it, man. And so I, it to me, it, like it starts to make sense why the king Jesus says was angry, and so he sends his soldiers to destroy these murderers. Um, and it's a like you said earlier, man, it's set a set fire to scene. their city, dude. He like and. <laughs> Like, like something that might be helpful, I think, for everyone listening. And, and the only reason why I say this, because I personally found this really helpful in studying this parable. You have to remember that when a king, when a, when a king throws a wedding for his son, it's a royal wedding. And so it's, it's really a certain clientele that's invited to the royal wedding. So when he's setting fire to the city, man, we're talking about burning mansions and Lamborghinis to the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't like working through the slums and just wiping out cardboard boxes. Right. Right. Like this is very much a crowd that, that for whatever reason was qualified, worthy of this invitation to be a part of this
1: thing. Yeah. If anyone should be in, it should be them based on all the externals. Yes. The resumes, the titles, who they're friends with the places they're allowed to go the places they occupy yeah yeah credentials
0: they got it all man and Mm -hmm. they like in a sense they have the right to be at a royal wedding um they had all the status and all the style needed to make this make this shindig man really pop Mm -hmm. okay they had what was needed to make it look good they 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 were the people that would that would keep the cameraman busy, man, snapping shots, right, and just blowing up Twitter and Instagram and everything else. But
1: you know, look what so
0: and so wore. <laughs> look
1: what so look who
0: came with so and so, right? Like that's sort of like what you kind of have in mind here.
1: Which side note, red carpet like outfits are just getting like ridiculous. Just side note. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They're um, I, I'm I'm I can get angry, man, talking about that <laughs> one. So I'm just gonna. I'm just going to buy, I'm, gonna I'm buy just never going to be down. I'm never going to be
1: down with dudes with clutches, man. I'm just, It's not going to be my thing. No,
0: no. I literally feel like my grandpa at times, you know, cause I'm looking at this going, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I would agree, man. So they had it all. They had everything they needed to be there. They just lacked the one quality that they, that they did need faith. Acceptance to accept the invitation by faith, knowing that it's good and amen. And it's, and it's definitely more, it's worth more than anything else that I'm that I'm saying no to right for, let mm-hmm. me, let me join it. Mm-hmm. And so from there, right. What does the King do? He's like, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll find, I'll find some other people to come to this, come to this thing, man. We move away from the A list
1: uh, uh, away yeah. from the B list away from the C list, we're getting into the D list and the no list, um, Mm. as this thing moves on. But before I get to that point, I think I just want to sit on the thing that I think I just, I really just want to make this point, man.
0: I think I know where you're going.
1: The, the thing that is causing all this ruckus. Yeah. Is Good a call. king in his own mind, in his own desire, happiness, and joy in honor of his son and what the son, who he is, mm-hmm. and what he's yeah. accomplished. And in redemptive history, we know his life, his death, and his resurrection, mm-hmm. that he has done everything needed, right? To reconcile the cosmos, to bring a justice to all the injustices, to bring near all those who are far away, to provide forgiveness to everything you've done and that's been done against you, to create harmony between us and God and us and each other. That is not a reconciliation that we taste in its fullest sense yet, but it's unfolding. Just right. as much as Jesus can call it a party long before he just before he goes to the cross and right. just before he rises and ascends. Yeah. In a sense, this is the reality. This is God's heart. Yeah, it so is reality. Pa-
0: yeah. This
1: party is, I, I don't really know what to say. It just, it's there. Mm. It's going on. It's happening. It's not like the party, it's not like the parable starts with, um, The hopes of a party. Yeah. Or depending on how you respond to these servants, maybe there will be a party. Or if I get enough people to say yes, I will throw a party. Or once we reach 250 guests, then I'll throw a party. This isn't a conditional party. There is nothing holding this king back from throwing this party. It's freaking happening, it's in progress. The food is done, it's cooked, yeah. it's ready to roll. The, the tables have been set, the centerpieces are dialed in, right? All the like red carpet and the branded background, paparazzi's lined up. We're ready to rock and roll. This mm-hmm. thing is done, in a sense, it's finished. Yeah, in, in Jesus' words. <laughs> Yeah, This party is the party of all parties because Jesus is the King of all Kings. And he has, he's reconciled all things. He's reconciled the cosmos. There's nothing holding back God from going all in on you and inviting you. Yeah. Yeah, man. And when you, when you paint it like that,
0: it starts to sink in why there's such a fierce aggression toward those who refuse to accept their acceptance. Because this is one more parable, man, where everyone starts out included, in, done by someone else's doing, someone else's choice, someone else's declaration, the one that actually can declare it and make it true. And I think when you start to think through like what you're saying about who the son is and all that he has seen and came and, and has done. uh, You start to realize like, okay, that's why there is such a fierce aggression against this, you know, like salvation by works is not an option for a party that's already in progress. It's just not man. And as you've already said, like God himself through Christ says he's, dude, he's he's paid for the party with the price of his own death. This is called grace for those who are listening in. Grace yes. isn't like this little uh, extension of the rules or a little padding or or a little uh, get out of jail free card. That a you little can,
1: forgiveness when you F up a little bit.
0: Yeah, when you need it. Or it's that thing that kind of comes Fill in and pushes in. you. It kind of comes in and grades on a curve, you know, and like puts you puts you over the limit so that you pass. No, grace is the cross. Of Jesus. That is God's grace. It is literally the, it is this gift, this announcement, this forgiveness period because of someone else is doing. Yeah. And so he's paid for the party by his own death. Again, this is the gift of grace and we are saved. It says only by our acceptance of this reality, that's called an act of faith. Okay, in case we are trusting in what he's done, faith in God's grace, you know, just to explain like how that works. So, grace and faith is the only thing that counts, is what Jesus is saying here. Apart from this, there is no life at all. And where there's no life, there's only hell, death, non existence, if you want to put it like that. Outer the opposite darkness. of life. Yeah. would be non-existence. So I think we see, man, like when you paint that picture that you did, and then you see his response, like all of a sudden, like, ah, oh, okay. That starts to make, to me, that starts to really make sense.
1: This isn't a party in honor of his guests. No, it's a party in honor of the sun. Yeah. The party is thrown and is, um, it makes sense because of who the son is and what he's done you showing up with like your best works thinking that somehow you've made it in because of who you are and what you've done pales in comparison to who this party is thrown in honor of your best works are like deviled eggs and a you know seven dollar bottle of wine you got from the grocery store on sale You show up to this party thinking you're going to bring Mm -hmm. this stuff in. It's like, dude, throw that away at the door. Like, you don't need that. Like, that's just, that's not welcome here. I mean, (laughs) it's just, it's trash compared to this thing prepared for you over here. And I love what you said, accept your acceptance. There's nothing holding God back from you, from saying yes to you, from inviting you. Yeah. Say yes to his saying yes to you. Accept the invitation. Enjoy the party yeah. that is at hand. He's, He's already already, already, it's already going. Against.
0: It's already going. You're already in. All you're doing is just accepting this acceptance. And but man, they refuse it. And of course, you know, we see what happens as a result. And Jesus does in the story, man. Right? He he offers up plan B. The king's like, you know what? Let's do this now. Sends the servants back out and says, Go find, right? Go find anyone, everyone, the good and the bad that we would call, right? The good and the bad. Go get them all.
1: Gotta, gotta highlight that phrase, the good and the bad. It reminds me of um, the parable of the dragnet, the Mm -hmm. podcast we did, Caught in the Net. Yeah. Um, It's a, the kingdom is a commercial fishing net that drops to the bottom of the ocean and spreads to the edges. And it gathers everything in its path, both good yeah. and bad, and drags it to the shore. Yeah. So again, you see this inclusion. You see how widespread, how um, un- the unqualified nature of what is in, right? Yeah,
0: yeah it's, uh, it, you know, even if you looked at some of the other parables that we've hit, I think what you're ultimately saying is evil is not a problem for God. It's not a problem for the kingdom. And that's, I think, hard for people who are just so obsessed with transformation in different categories of good and bad and right and wrong and in and out. He's not saying that all things are good, go walk in it, okay, just to be clear. Um, he's not saying that because God accepts you, he therefore approves of everything you think and want to go do in this life. Um, him, his accepting you doesn't have anything to do with you going and choosing things that can be foolish and harmful to you and others. Those yeah. things will always be foolish and harmful to you mm-hmm. and others. Right. Um, but evil itself, the, you know this idea of like what we need to do in order to qualify, it's not a problem for the kingdom. You brought that up with the dragnet. You could see it in the parable of the sower. You've got good and evil as a result. The weed and the wheats in that parable that we did. You've got good and evil growing right alongside each other. If you want to deal with uh, the Pharisee and the tax collector, right? Or the prodigal son. We see Jesus moving in and through who we would think is the loser in the story. Actually winds up being at the party. Every time. You know, it's evil. Evil's been dealt with and overcome by Jesus's death and resurrection. So, you know, the only thing that's a problem (laughs) is our unbelief our faithless our faithless right unacceptance of this invitation man that seems to be the only thing that's constantly getting in the way of what could and should be
1: i feel like i feel like the church's message to people on the front end feels a lot like this they paint a picture of a god who loves them he's done something awesome in jesus to uh include them, welcome them, forgive them, right? He Mm -hmm. loves them. And maybe like, let's say, you know, let's take the imagery of a party, but then we just quickly move on to becoming a better you. And the message goes from God loves you and you're in and you're at his table. Now spend the rest of your life proving that you ought to be here. Mm. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. It's just not how parties work, bro. That's not how
0: hosts work. No. Hey, I've done some things to get you in, but man, it's really going to be up to you from there on out to be able to stay in. (laughs) Right. Right. And then we do this whole thing where we're like, yeah, man, but that's why we have the spirit. You know, it's like the, it's the helper. And I'm like, well, you might want to go do a little study on that word helper there. Um, because when you really start to press into it, it's not someone who comes along and gives you a little boost or hands you a ladder or a hammer when you need it. According to what we actually see in the word helper there, and what the Spirit does is he brings about a work and a transformation in us, but he does it without us and in spite of us.
1: Hmm.
0: I think that's a huge gift of God to us as a people, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you see in Galatians, the fruit of the spirit, first of all, it's not the fruits of the right. spirit. When like, it's like people who's called revelate the book of revelation, the book of revelations. It's like, yeah. no, it's just one, one revealing, revealing one person. His name's yeah. Jesus. It's just a, it's a singular revelation, yeah. um, but it's the of of revelations the for years. <laughs> of course you did. Cause you're Southern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no people in the Midwest do that too. But anyways, Um, it's the fruit of God deciding to come and dwell with you and in you. Yeah. Him deciding to make his way down to you and unite himself to you. It's the fruit of the spirit making his home in you and among you. Yeah.
0: yeah. Just because he loves you. He's crazy about you. Um, but whenever you start to start to think that this is something that you participate in, you bring to the table, you make happen, you help, you know, fill in where he's, you know in these certain areas, I'll do this, you do that sort of like the, you know, the way we raise kids, you know what I mean? Or, or run a business. That's not who God is or how he seems to operate according to Jesus. So if we're going to take Jesus at his word, I think we find a real freedom here, man, to start to press into, Oh, wow. This is, this really is man, a, a work in and of him alone, which is why grace is a gift yeah, and why even faith is a gift.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we see how, how widespread and how um, in, invasively and broadly inclusive it is because we quickly move away from the A-list to the riffraff and we head out to the streets. We move away from the gated communities and into the streets and the alleyways and the, the pubs and the punk bars and all the garages and those shady places, and everyone is invited. It says they gathered all whom they found, just if they could yeah. find you. They gathered you. <laughs> you know what I'm yep. saying? Like, what's the criteria? Uh, just if they could find you. Yep. Um, both good and, and bad. And um, yeah. Man. I'm found.
0: I'm found. I'm found. If I'm
1: found. I'm in. It's just good news, dude. Cause it, this it didn't means not say I
0: find this is I'm, I'm found. <laughs> yeah. sorry. This just, I just means
1: like, Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> it's just good. It just means I get to get in bro. Yeah. Cause I've never had a stellar resume. Even all the years I've really tried all the years yeah. of being a, you know, professional pastor and needing to be Bible answer, man. And the guy that had the best prayer life all the answers, all the yep. wisdom for struggling married couples, um, you know, kids going in from high school into college and I'd have all the best wisdom, all the best answers, uh, the best spiritual resume. I, I, I never really had it. I never really, really was that guy as much as I acted like I was, you know, at times, yeah. um, I am I am part of the riffraff and it's part of what Jesus said to him in the last parable. He goes, listen, I don't think you guys are understanding, like insane in constantly saying no to me and treating all the people who are saying yes to me and are telling you about this, like total shit. You're beating them and killing them and stoning them. Um, You're really saying no to me. I just want you guys to know tax collectors and prostitutes are getting in before you. Yeah. They're awakening to this party before you. Yep. Yep. There we have another good piece of imagery, you know, for really what he's saying. He's still inviting them. He's telling them this parable. Mm -hmm. It's as if it's as if this King who's sending out these invitations and he tells of what's eventually going to happen. When you keep saying no, he is telling them another, he's still inviting them.
0: Yeah. While making known what he's doing for the whole cosmos at the same time, because When you look back at the story, anybody who is left to attend the wedding, anyone who's left to attend the wedding, okay, uh, we can safely conclude that these guests didn't have the tuxedos and the ball gowns to wear to a royal wedding. We know this because they're the ones that are left. They're the ones that he went and found. So the king seems to graciously supply them. Mm -hmm. and everything that we see here in the story because they come and the party's underway everything sort of like really turns into this like splendid evening um minus minus the one character who seems hell-bent on throwing everything out of kilter there's that one there's that one guy (laughs) You know what I mean? It's always one, it's
1: always one guy at a party. There's
0: that one guy that's in who's not dressed like anyone else for this festivity. And the king goes and addresses him. I mean, you brought it up earlier when you read the story where he's just like, hey, Buster, you know, because we see that same word there that was used. And when uh, how Jesus told the story, of the labors in the vineyard, like the people who had a fit about him paying with his own money, the people that w- the way he wanted to. Right. And they were up in arms. He responds yeah. to them with that same Greek word. Jesus uses that same
1: word. Yeah, it's like a salty. It's a salty friend. Yeah,
0: it's, a, it's an unfriendly word for friend. <laughs> so he's like, how did you get in here, man, with those digs on?
1: <laughs> hey, pal.
0: <laughs> and this dude, and Jesus says, he's speechless. He's speechless. And I think that's important, man, like to just stop and go, okay, first crowd, everyone's in by the king's doing. They refuse it. Okay. And in their unacceptance of their acceptance, right? He's angry and comes down on them. Then he goes and finds everyone, the good and the bad. He brings all of them to the party and supplies all that they need to be there.
1: He clothes them. He covers yeah. them.
0: Yeah. yeah. So they, they, they're, they're in, dude, like at this royal party, this wedding, except for this one guy. But the thing to note here is like the first crowd was in and in their unbelief remove themselves. The second crowd is in, and in their acceptance of it, they're enjoying the party. And then there's this dude who also is in by the King's choosing.
1: So much inclusion.
0: Yes. But this guy is like, nah, nah, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't dressing, I ain't dressing like this, man. And of course, you know, as we see in the story, like he, he seems to be speechless because there's no good reason for not trusting this sweet deal, man. There's a lot of bad reasons, you know, to not do that, (laughs) but there's no, there's no good reason, man, for him not being there. And, uh, the one to me that seems to rise to the top is it's almost like this dude is saying, look, I am, I'm fine as I am, man. Who are you to tell me what I need to wear, you know, or that I got to wear this suit over here, man, to fit in. Like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm good as I am, man.
1: Period. Yeah, it's, it's that same, it's that same independence, that insistence yeah. on control to yeah. the core. And I think, you know, the whole covering and clothing is important. It's good biblical imagery because that points to, um, it, it's like the prodigal when he comes home to the party, the King puts a robe on him. Stole, yeah. you know, is the, is the word there. He covers him. He restores him to his family status. The garment is important because we don't come again to the party with, you know, our best baked apple pie and get in based upon how well it tastes. Like everything's mm. covered. Everything's taken care of. We come, we are invited. We have a God who loves us, who's over like just head over heels over like what his son has done and his, his, his dying and his rising. He invites yeah. everybody, everything's taken care of, even the covering and the clothing you need to enter into this thing. The thing to make you acceptable, the thing to make you look like you belong. You don't need to figure yeah. that out. You're, you're clothed, we're clothed, we're covered in the yeah. righteousness of Christ. He's given it to us. He's put it on us. And here's yeah. one dude who's already in. He's just like, nah, I'm just going to come to this on my own terms. I'm going to insist yeah. on doing this my own way
0: yeah it made me think like okay one of the parables that we've unpacked
1: was you know the pharisee
0: and the tax collector in the temple the pharisee right thought i bring okay through my works what i think what i say what i do what i don't do okay through these things i've obtained a righteousness and i come with this report card and it's these things that qualifies me to come to you to be a part of this so he thought he brought what was needed to be there. He found out otherwise from Jesus. Then Jesus tells the parable about the bridesmaids, right? The five that were foolish and the five, right, that were wise, and the oil, like we just unpacked, you know, in our what was that? Our last podcast the episode A before three, this three ago. Yeah. So in that story, you've got you've got these girls who think that they need to go and get what's needed to qualify to be worthy, to be accepted. So just to recap, you've got a Pharisee in the one parable who thinks I've brought what's needed. When you look at the bridesmaids, you find some people who miss the party because they're busy trying to go get what they think is needed to be worthy. In this parable, Jesus points to this one dude who thinks that he in and of himself is worthy. He doesn't need to bring anything. He doesn't need to go get anything. He doesn't need to go achieve anything. He doesn't, he doesn't need to need trust it. you, believe you, doesn't need anything from you either, though. That's the thing here. Right? And this guy is like, no, I, in and of myself, I qualify.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what he's ultimately saying. Yeah. And so once again, started out inside, but refuses to accept his acceptance. Mm-hmm.
1: And I love what you, I love how you broke down last week. What is the principle of inclusion before exclusion? Anybody who finds themselves in outer darkness, bound up outside and weeping and gnashing of teeth at the end of the parable started off inside. He is part of the hall filled with guests. He is Mm -hmm. invited. And this guy ends up on the outside insisting that he doesn't need it. insisting that his own terms are better than the terms that God has set in his son and the pride of that, you know, faith is in, in accepting your acceptance in saying yes to him, you're accepting life on God's terms, not your own. There is a dying in faith. Yeah. There is, there is a humility in faith and in ephesians 289 it says for we are saved by grace through faith and this is not of ourselves but it is a work of god and a gift of god so that no one may boast boast which is exactly what this dude's doing no pride right no look at me because it's a party in honor of the son he's the main guest all honor, all glory, all laughter, all clapping, all celebration, all toasts are are aimed at the son, the one who made this party possible, the one who's put joy in the father's heart to invite the entire world. Yeah. The one who brought him to this place
0: is just wanting to celebrate, man. He's just right. He's just that he
1: wills to celebrate. This dude just wants to like sit at the at the, ta- at the food table and, and pluck shrimp one by one from the yeah. platter sitting in cargo shorts and new balances. Just like, nah. Yeah, man.
0: Got that, got that extra large tank top on tucked in with that belt showing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude's like, uh, uh-uh. uh you know and he, but what's crazy is he's speechless. He's speechless when the King comes to him because mm.
1: yeah. What do you make of, of that? Day,
0: I just think he's speechless because. He would not bring himself to relate to the king in any way. It's what you were just unpacking. Humility would be a right account of yourself. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it, which is, is what's like generally standing in his way. This is pride, this, this spirit of independence, what scripture would say, the spirit of self-reliance, literally sin by definition will not allow him to relate to the king in any way. And as a result, he can't hear the king's response to if he did maybe actually try to relate to him and share something, you know, he might've heard like, Hey dude, just so you know, the, uh, you know, these suits, they just bring some fun to the party, man. They just bring some fun to the party. It's the people inside them that I'm crazy about. So, um, You know, I went through a lot to get everybody here. So listen, that's really all this is, dude. By the way, have you tried the smoked old fashions yet? Because they're made with Pappy Van Winkle. You know, I I feel like that's probably what he could have heard from the king if he just at least tried to relate to him. Hmm. But he won't.
1: I get what you're saying. He
0: doesn't want to relate to him because he doesn't want him.
1: The silence is another expression of just his his pride even if he was just like yeah i just can't see myself wearing that i'm not i'm not for burgundy or like whatever you know yeah and he was like honest in his wrestling with like wanting to put it on or the terms or whatever i feel like this king is pretty joyful at this moment probably would have reasoned with him a little bit i mean if he reasoned enough with the ones who ended up killing his servants I think you could probably reason with this dude who doesn't want to put on a wedding garment yeah so I like what you're saying
0: yeah it's I feel like that's what we're what we're seeing in it you know there's a pride that comes with I brought what's needed there's a pride that comes with I'm gonna go get what's needed and then there's also a pride that comes with I'm not bringing anything I don't need to
1: And I'm not giving any answers.
0: Yep. And I'm not giving any answers because at the end of the day, I don't want you. Mm. I'm going to be here, but it's on my own terms. Mm. I'm going to live this life, but it's going to, it's going to come by my definition of life. In Mm. which case you have like literally the maker of life itself looking at you and going, yeah, I'm pretty crazy about you, but I don't think you're going to get to redefine life. I made it and I've already defined it. What I'm inviting you to do is actually learn what it means to live it. Hmm.
1: And it That's starts really, really with your good.
0: accepting your
1: acceptance. Yeah. So by way of wrapping up here, um, outside is weeping and gnashing of teeth, which we've dealt with in another podcast and we brought mm-hmm. up could weeping and gnashing of teeth could be being on the outside of this party And it's like the grinding of the teeth. Like when you realize you could have bought Amazon stock at like 15 bucks a share while looking Mm -hmm. at it, what it is now. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, back when um, your friend came to you and said they had a crazy idea and all it's going to need from you is like six grand. And um, that group ended up being like, I don't know microsoft or whatever you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like you're just like kicking yourself it's like the it's like you can't go through anything in life without bringing up that moment where you just freaking missed out on like the best deal in the world it comes up at every party every
0: every occasion every party somebody's like hey well where did where did john go oh he's he's in the bathroom throwing up (laughs) you know why does he always do that well the story comes up at every party and every party he has to leave and throw up yeah. he's just like ah
1: yeah you're weeping you're crying your teeth are gnashing yeah because you realize because of your pride and your insistence on your own way you missed out on the best deal ever man you missed out on the yeah. only free meal this world has ever has ever yeah. known and not only was it yeah. like it wasn't a lunchable dude it was a freaking massive party and you're yeah. on the outside of it
0: yeah. You, you went to, uh, the way Capen described it, you went to a car lot man to, to, to try to get a sweet ride, man, with a few hundred bucks in your pocket and you know, the manager of this place, they call him the son. JC walked you around back and just tossed you some
1: keys. J- to JC a brand motors, <laughs> JC J- used motor motor
0: <laughs> toss you some keys to a brand new Porsche and said, Hey man, for whatever reason, the owner is just crazy about you here. It's yours free, but instead of enjoying it and just sinking down into that leather, man, and taking it for a spin, you, you, you opt to walk around the car, kick the tires, push up and down on the trunk. See if the shocks are in good shape. Tread
1: on, tread on these tires seems a little yeah. low.
0: Yeah. You start going inside. The same bed
1: you, in a flood. You, you got the fax
0: on this. Start working some deals for a better warranty. <laughs> you know? Like that's literally what we're doing. Like that's, that, that's like the, the silly foolishness of hell is, is, it's just so needless in light of who he is and what he's like and what he's done. It's just, damn it, it is pointless. Yeah. So you start to see why he just gets so upset, man. And looking at this.
1: Hmm. There's something I want to say. I don't necessarily know how to say it, but it's like, we think, we think judgment and hell just comes so easy with God. Like that's the thing that like he can just like bam. Like he's just yep. ready to just like zap you and savings, like eh, maybe a few.
0: Maybe you know, a few. It's real
1: hard. <laughs> but you see the you see the opposite here. It's like the the party is the thing that kicks the story off. It's already happening, it's already done. It's this yeah. fixed reality. It, the story begins with the party looming and the host who, who is throwing the party. It's mm-hmm. happening. And the thing that is like, really like pushes this host to the brink, right? Are just like these two crowds, this one dude in particular, and then this other crowd. And it's like, they almost have to like push him there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing just comes back to the story. You got a king throws a royal party that other kings would be ashamed of one that he's made available to everyone and the only person who misses out is uh is this one dude who just just can't get over himself man he's that guy that just takes everything just too damn serious misses the party altogether
1: in light of yeah. that the lark crew begs you pleads with you accept your acceptance yeah whatever's holding you back man whatever you think you got in your hand whatever you think is making you a worthy guest is nothing more than just some spoiled old deviled eggs and a cheap <laughs> bottle of wine you got on sale at the grocery store. Yep, It's better left outside the party, right? You might as yep. well leave, you might as well leave your good deeds, your good name, your good record and your good resume outside the party. Cause if you insist on holding on to them, it's going to yep. be you. That's going to be on the outside because yep. only the ones who have nothing in and of themselves and they come to the end of their virtuous ropes and say yes to the King and to his son and the work that he's done. That's, that's how you end up enjoying the fruit of it is finished. That is it, man. When you,
0: when you encounter, when you encounter the lark of unconditional grace, you will find a life of uninhibited freedom. Hmm. But, uh. it's the former man that brings the latter. Amen for it. Amen for him. Amen you know. for this party that's in progress. So, to that, I say <laughs> cheers. cheers.